This is the Michael K. Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. It is time now for the Robert Sala Report. Brought to you by Infinity.com and Slomans. And I would think that on this day, Robert Sala is so happy that this is the last time he has to talk to three I of know, us. I disagree. I think he enjoys this spot. No, as much as one think, can enjoy I don't think company. I don't think any coach enjoys I, being asked questions. But of all the coaches, I think he enjoys well, let, this more than anybody else. Let's ask him. He's yeah. right here. All right. Coach, are you happy this is the last one? No, I love you guys. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. The line's oh. beginning. I'd like to change my answer. Oh, man. You know what? We'll call and ask about the Yankees and the Mets during yeah. the summer then. All right, so the season is over. Let's put a bow on it. What are your thoughts when you think about the 2023-2024 season? What are you going to think? Um, a lot of frustrations, obviously. It, um, you know, it didn't go the way any of us wanted to. Um, uh, God, you're going to have to ask me that. I, I've got so many thoughts in my mind, and there's just so many different things that are racing through my head. But um, but at the end of the day, it, it wasn't good enough. Um you know, we, I, I'm, I'm, I am, you know, when you try to look for silver linings and all that, there, there's a lot of good things that came out of it. But um, just, if I were to give you one word, it'd be mm. frustration. Now, to that end, you just maybe you answered it by saying frustrating. But when, when you look at everything that you went through with all of the injuries, do you look at the seven wins and say that you, you feel that that's an accomplishment? You got to seven or do you look at it and say we could have done better? Uh, you're always going to say you can do better. I, I look at it and I'm like, God, this seven and ten season doesn't feel like last year's. This defense doesn't feel like last year's, and that I feel like um, you know, there's. Uh, I feel like our guys battled. They battled through so much adversity. The adversity of the early part of the season to get to four and three. The adversity of the middle of the season, and then the uh, where we lost five in a row, and then the finish with three, winning three of our last five uh, to bounce back. So there was. What was different this year than a year ago is that when we hit adversity a year ago, we never got out of it. Uh, where this year we we bounced out of adversity twice, and um, uh, which which speaks to the growth and the resiliency of the group. Uh, the key is how do we avoid adversity? You're not going to, but how do we how do we make it? How, how do we make those little bouts of adversity shorter? And um, you know, so there's a lot of really good things, even defensively. You know the the stats may not be exactly like they were, or even better than they were a year ago. They're they're still really really good. But when you look at the quarterbacks we played, we played some damn good offenses, some damn good quarterbacks, um, and and some some very very heightened environments on national television and all that. And uh, for the most part, we held our own. But um, you know, so there was a lot of things that uh, you can pull from all the young guys that got reps on the offensive side of the ball. When you look at um, uh, Xavier Gibson and Brownlee and uh, Irvin Charles and Carter Warren and Joe Tipman, uh, even uh, Rucker, uh, Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, who are second-year kids who are still getting, uh, who are still growing and improving in their uh, this profession, it's been, it's, like I said, it's been frustrating. But when you when you remove frustration and you try to find silver linings, there's so many things that we can pull from. But at the same time, we've we've got to make sure that we don't turn a blind eye to all the issues that that popped up through adversity, uh, so we can get those those fixed, so we can have a cleaner 2024. In retrospect, coach, did the season end after play four? 
you, you never want to say that it, it became a battle for sure. Um, and it became a battle of, uh, of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, um, I don't know. Fortitude is the right word, but, uh, we knew there was going to be adversity going into the season, even with Aaron. And then that adversity really, really took a, uh, a heavy dose or a heavy turn. And, uh, we, that ramped up. And so, you could say four plays in adversity struck. You know, a lot of teams lost their starting quarterback, but you know, most of those teams didn't lose their starting quarterback to like week ten, week eleven. Um, when it happens four plays in, it's hard. Never an excuse, but at the same time, I, like I said, when you remove all the uh, frustration from what happened four plays in, we found out a lot about ourselves as coaches. We found out a lot about ourselves as an organization. We found out a lot about ourselves as players and. Uh, um, and because of it, I think we're going to be much better going into 24. Now, you're not the general manager of this team, but I'm sure your vote counts. You said that you believe that Zach Wilson's going to have a, a career in this league. You believe he's still going to be a good quarterback. So can I then assume that you would vote to try to keep him here? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm always going to do what's best for, for the organization first and trying to do what's best for the play uh, for this team and, and putting us in uh the best position to win and uh, those are the discussions we'll have um you know is it best for everyone to go separate ways i don't know yet i you know we haven't we've got to have our personnel meetings and go through discussions and talk about the pros and cons but uh i do believe zach is going to be a really good quarterback he's extremely talented he's a good young man and um you know it's you know it's hard when you're hit with adversity and uh there's so much noise surrounding your name and uh and you're battling every single play and um, at the end of the day, it's it is a team sport. It's not just one player. And um, but uh, but yeah, I, I hold firm on the belief that he's going to have a good career. How different do you think the season would have been if going into Week One, let's say for example, you'd, you'd had Jacoby Brissett sitting or a really established sort of professional backup that people know can go out there and win games? Do you do you think this season stays in contention for longer? I don't know. It's that's probably more of a hypothetical, but I, I, I know that we went into the off season feeling like Zach is a very talented individual. He's got great uh he's got great arm talent, he's mobile, he's smart, um, and he can play the game and we we approached it with the sense that okay, he's had two years of playing. Uh we approached the off season that we were gonna help let him groom uh and learn under a veteran quarterback, kinda give him the retro year that we never gave him. So we felt like our decision making was sound. Um and we, like I said, we all believe that Zach's going to be a good quarterback. And uh, it's unfortunate for everyone that it happened four plays in. Hypothetically, uh, you can say whatever you want, and I'll leave that for you guys. But uh, but the decision making, I feel like, was sound. Uh, it's just unfortunate the way it played out. Well, coach, I got to push back on that part because you said you'd give him the red shirt year he never got, but you're giving him that year before it happened. Because as it turned out, if Aaron had even gotten hurt in week four or week five and needed and needed to miss several games, Zach still wouldn't have gained that year of experience that it feels like he needed or that you guys were giving him. Well, I think I think what um, and forgive me, this is never going to come off right. Uh, there's always going to be a, a counter to what I'm about to say, but uh, it was it was four plays, you know. He never got a chance to watch a game plan. He never got a chance to see a sideline adjustment. He never got a chance to see anything. And so one week would have been better than four weeks, three weeks, four weeks. If you would have, if you would have got four weeks, I think he would have been way more prepared 
because the offense would have gotten established into a style of play by then. Because uh, remember, going into it, we knew that there was going to be some hiccups with even Aaron at quarterback, trying to find an identity and a rhythm of a new play caller, new quarterback, new players surrounding it, and finding out what was good for everybody. Um, and so we never really got into a rhythm. That's the other part of it, you know. When it, you know Aaron, Aaron goes down in week ten, and you've established who you are on offense, and you've established that identity. It's much easier for a backup quarterback to roll into it versus what happened four plays in, where everything just turns on its head. Um, so you know to, to to argue against it, I, I think you would have been better off. But you know it's all. You know, hypothetical, I guess. Speaking of Aaron, he spoke today and said that one of the things he that the Jets need to do is get rid of all of the BS, and it should only be about winning football, which sounds very, very reasonable. So my question to you, Coach, would you rather him not do Pat McAfee next year because that's a lot of outside noise that's not about football? Uh, you know what, I think... Um you know, I'm, I'm not going to speak for him, but I am in, in this uh, in this uh, small little segment. Um, when we refer to BS, we refer to everything inside the walls. I, I promise you, I don't think anyone really cares about inside these walls as a teammate. No one cares about the McAfee show. I think that's more just noise for the outside world. Um, but just, just the things in here and the things that we need to do better as an organization, uh, as players, as coaches, all of us in terms of... Uh, uh, stop sweating the small stuff and let's worry about winning football games. So, uh, Pat McAfee show is, is entertainment. Um, it's what he does. He makes good money off it. Good for him. And, uh, and they, they put together a good product, but at the same time, I promise you, nobody really cares, uh, about what's said in that that McAfee show. So none of that stuff, like the conspiracy stuff and the Jimmy Kimmel stuff enters the walls of, of Florham Park. None of that gets in. No, not, uh, (laughs) It makes for entertaining conversation, but it's not like, oh my god, I it's not. There's nothing dramatic. I mean, okay. I mean, you guys should you should you guys should sit down and talk to them about you know that, uh, holistic foods and all that. It's fascinating conversation. To be honest with you, but uh, it's, no, we're going to save up a million I'll save dollars that for my doctor. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> but it, but it's it, it is fascinating conversation. It's just, but it's no, there's nothing negative about it. It's just how you approach it, and uh, and I don't think anybody in the locker room takes any of that with uh, with negativity now you're the person to ask i felt like yesterday was important to get that monkey off your back to finally beat the patriots was was that something you felt you needed to do going into the offseason uh, um you know we felt you know, the patriots just happened to be the opponent um and, I, and i'm really i'm really serious about this one we the focus was about starting 2024 on the right foot. It had nothing to do with New England and breaking a streak and ending whatever it is. It's it was 2024. Um, we turned the turn the turn the page on a new year, and then the intent is to go one and zero and start the new year one and zero. That's it. Um, because we feel uh, when we when we correct our wrongs over the off season that we're going to win a lot of games in 2024. And um, and so that was the that was the importance and the significance of yesterday's game. Uh, was it good to beat the Patriots? Yes. Was it great to not have to ever be asked a question about a, a losing streak again? Yes. Um, all of that stuff was was awesome. But um, but at the end of the day, it was about us finding another using the game as another opportunity to get better, which I felt like we 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 did, especially on offense in our run game. And um, and to finish the season strong, and, and like I said, to, to start the new year one and zero. You said yesterday a mathematician got something wrong. 
I mean, which which is a significant thing for the for the running back who would have had a thousand yards, who's had a great year. How is that possible? How, how if, if a guy is a mathematician, how did he get it wrong by ten yards? No, and, is, and is he well, still employed okay. today? It, 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 <laughs> it wouldn't have mattered because uh, he had. He was way off, like it was like 60 yards away, and then he had that big run at the end of the game. So we were trying to get him the ball back. And and the reality is, whether it was um, whether it was the extra 10 yards or not, we were only we only had one more play left at it anyway, uh, no matter how it shook out. Because, um, I mean, he carried the ball 37 times. We were doing everything we could to get him to, to 1,000. And um, uh, so we had one play left at it. Uh, uh, that's why we ran the ball on the last play instead of taking the knee. Um, but at the end of the day, based on time, whether we knew it was 10 more yards or not, we, we did everything we could. Brees did everything he could. The offense, defense, everyone did every, everything they could to get him uh, the yards. So um, if I knew he would, to be honest with you, if I knew he was 15 yards away, I probably would have taken a knee. Um, and that play never would have happened. So, Oh, you know, speaking of taking a knee, I want to ask you, because you're always forthright with us, if you told your guys to go in a victory formation and they didn't listen, what would you do? Like what happened in New Orleans? I, I'd be um, I'd be really disappointed with the team. Uh, if, we're, if we're to take a knee and we ran up the score, especially in a position where you look like you're taking a knee and the defense is kind of relenting, so they're in a vulnerable position from a safety measure. Um that that one's hard, and I and Dennis Allen, I thought he did a great job addressing that, and uh, um, but that that'd be that'd be very disappointing. You know, you know, why I asked that coach is because a couple of years ago, when when Shiano was coaching in the NFL, he was on the defensive side of the victory formation, and he had his guys dive over the top, and everybody said, "Well, that was awful." Well, this is just as bad, probably worse. Uh, the, I'd say I'd say this one's worse um, because. You know the defense. Yeah, I'm They're showing no respect for your coach. One, but uh, it's yeah, hard, right? Uh, it's I, hard. It'd be I, hard I, I to feel respect. I don't know about that okay. one. Because is it, is it either disrespectful to the coach or so much love for the player that they wanted to get the stats for that the players love their players that their teammates so much. That's and, uh, the part that I think is a little hard it, about it. Is it didn't come from a bad place. It just ended up being a bad no, thing. It, you, you might as well have just gotten the I formation and ran a play that at least the defense can defend itself. That that's a that's a good point. Yeah. Now every player says they love it. Every fan loves watching games in the snow. How does it feel to, to coach a game like that? Is, can you have fun or is it just a headache because of what what you can and can't do? Well, it depends. Are you a defensive guy or offensive guy? <laughs> well, you're a defensive guy, so... De- <laughs> defensive guys love it, man. Stats are great. No yards, no points. Great! <laughs> but but uh, offensively, you can't throw the ball. It's frustrating. Um, they've got eight guys in the box, which makes yesterday even cooler that, uh, you know, the boxes were stacked on both sides of the ball. We weren't going to let them run. They weren't going to let us run, but we still managed to churn out uh, close to 200 yards rushing against the number one ranked rushing defense in football, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, to impose our will in bad weather when everyone knew the ball was going to get handed off and everyone knew that it was going to be Brees who got the ball. Um, special moment for the old line who's been who's been under, a lot, under the gun all year. Um, we've been able to get some continuity over the last three or four weeks, and uh, and I do feel like it's gotten better every week. And it, and it was topped off with an epic performance in the snow against the number one ranked rushing defense. And uh, 
So it was fun to watch. I'm, I'm curious. We have this argument all the time. Fans chime in. So it, it applied to the Giants and the Jets yesterday. By you guys winning and the Giants winning, you sacrificed draft position. Is it ever a conversation within the building Hey, Robert, might be better if we lose this. We'll we'll get the seventh pick rather than the tenth. Is that ever talked about? No, no. It's uh, and actually, I'll go on record that uh, one of the obviously the most important voice in this building is Woody, and and he wanted to win this game as good as bad as anybody, and uh, and I was glad we were able to go do it. And I'm also curious when you talked about. I mean, it was very quick. What do you tell Belichick? I mean, that could be the last time he coaches that team. I mean, is there any significant conversation had? And what do you say? I, first off, I still don't think he's going anywhere. But with that said, um, it's the same thing I always tell him. Uh, I've I've never really had a conversation with him. I've never hung out with him. I've never talked ball with him. Um, but I appreciate him. Uh, and I appreciate him because of all the things that he's contributed to the game, especially from a schematic standpoint, just watching his team and the way they attack protections defensively and the things that I've learned as a coach is watching tape. Um, so every time I've I've went shake it, shake, uh, shook his hand, I've always said I appreciate you, coach, and that's about it. Did you have a? Did it ever cross your mind that if it was the last moment, pretty cool, you're the coach going up against Bill Belichick in that spot? Be an awesome Jeopardy question. <laughs> <laughs> you're more than a Jeopardy answer, coach. <laughs> uh, <laughs> will you uh, Will you watch the college football game tonight? Oh yeah, um, you know I'm a Michigan State guy. Uh, go green, and uh, but um, you know I grew up in a uh, in a Michigan house, and I grew up in an era where Michigan, Notre Dame, Florida State, Miami, like it just feels right to see Michigan in the national championship game. So uh, uh, so I apologize to all my Spartan brothers, but uh, go blue. Uh, wow. did, did, did you think Pepper's hit on Wilson was dirty? Um. Pepper sit on on Wilson. Yeah, I remember you hit him in the head. It was the fifteen yard oh, penalty? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, oh no, no. I got okay. I'm sorry. I was I was somewhere else just now. Um, you shifted gears on me because uh, Peppers went to Michigan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Um, no, you know Jabril Jabril plays with such intensity and speed and violence. Uh, I freaking love it. I mean, he he. Um, he really single-handedly elevated the game of our rookie receivers yesterday, uh, just early and how you know it was awesome to watch the game as it progressed. And uh, I, I want everyone to go back and watch what Irv Charles did on the last play of the game when uh, Brees ran a fifty-yard uh, or four touchdown. Um, it wasn't like that the whole game. I mean, it was an absolute war with the receiver and, and Jabril. And I, I love his play style. I don't think it was deliberate. I think he was uh, he was going in to try to disrupt the pass. And uh, and just caught him on the chin. And and I wonder if I don't know if you even saw it, but the immediate contrition I think probably takes a little away from it, right? Like because he just looked like he felt bad immediately after the hit. Yeah, no, Jabril is a uh, like I said, I have a, a genuine respect for his game, his intensity, his uh, the way he talks on the field. But um, yeah, he, he's a stud, man. We appreciate you all year. Thank you for taking the time with us every Monday or Tuesday, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. 
I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks a lot. That was the Robert Sala Report brought to you by Infinity.com. Discover more about the luxury and performance of an Infinity QX60 crossover at InfinityUSA.com or visit your local Infinity dealer today. And Slomans, call 1-800-ALARM-ME to learn how you can have the Slomans Shield professionally installed free. Slomans, the difference is human. Hey, the, the bottom line is about Rogers. There's nobody in that building that will tell him not to do McAfee. There's no way no. that as an organization you think that's a positive for the organization. Right, and for him to take uh, the tack that he did of it's no big deal is the is the is the best way to answer it when you really don't have control of it, right? Yeah. You know you can't stop him, so you might as well just make well, well it's not a big deal. We don't care. And now he is talking about the inside about the, the leaks and all that. But there can't be anybody in that organization. You knew that the good idea that every Tuesday he goes on the air and something can has he, and he has an hour to just right. go right. But you knew he wasn't going to say anything. But you you you, 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 you throw the question out. Maybe you say you know we'd prefer him not to. But I don't think that anybody will say a crossword well, about Aaron. I just uh, yeah, it's 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 so crazy to me to be in this situation where your entire team is riding on this guy who at his best was incredible great but a the last couple of years in green bay were not that great guys they couldn't he could not win well the year before the last year he won the mvp I, I understand Ooh, that, but in the playoffs, right. in the playoffs, came up a dud. Right. Last year, winning in against Jared Goff, lost, lost, um, and then gets hurt after three plays. Then he hasn't played in two years. Forty-one years old. He's constantly saying things that cause controversy. There's just so much to be loaded in this spot. You know, it, it would be one thing, guys, if you told me you have to absolutely get in bed with Aaron Rodgers five years ago. I'd say hand on the keys to the franchise. I would have would not hesitate. But now at this moment, and you ask the question, what other options do they have? I don't know, but this is a scary option too. And you heard what Booger McFarland said. When you're older, you don't get healthier. You just don't. I know it. Don knows it. You'll, you'll I know, know it, it too. Well, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not 30. I mean, that's the bottom line. As you get older, I don't, yeah. I, I, by the way, I love my answer. You should talk holistic food with him. I'll talk to my doctor about that, <laughs> not Aaron Rodgers. But... Um, yeah, you, I mean, it's going to be a challenge for Aaron Rodgers. He, I mean, he, he's a human being, no matter how you cut it. And I just, again, I've said this before, I really feel for Jets fans to have to roll into an off season now where the next year you're looking forward to is completely hinging on this guy who the last time you got a chance to see him collapsed on the field after four snaps. Don, that's scary, man. Imagine another year like this. Another one where he gets... Well, that's why you got to make sure that you have somebody to back him up. You can't go into the assumption, oh, nothing's going to happen to him. Wayne, did you understand the point I was trying to make? Of course. He, he said, Michael, coach said, we thought that, you know, we'd have a backup in Zach who after he got the red shirt year. But this year he didn't have the red they, shirt they, year. They have no answer. They, have they no don't have answer. an answer. They, 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 no answer is, is a good answer. And he's not the person to ask anyway, right? And the yeah, guy, He could have been the begging for a quarterback. that we, we want to ask is probably not going to come on. Today or Period. Till later, which I mean, what does it matter then? Um, the fact that they go out and get one this year is going to tell you that they should have got one this year, right? right. Like if they're going to stick to their guns and we don't want to do it, then don't do it next year either. Right? Because if you, you think that Zach Wilson is, you know, oh, that redshirt year is good. By the way, in a redshirt year, you don't play. You don't play. So if you, the, the, I've that always said over and over and over again, if you want him to have the redshirt year, he should have been quarterback three, and there should have been another le- legitimate backup. And 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 the the quote, and we can we can play it again later, maybe during ENN. The quote that killed me to hear from Joe Douglas today 
as you pointed out earlier. You know, we we got uh, Dalvin Cook as as that insurance policy for Brees Hall. You needed one for Brees Hall, but not for Aaron Rodgers, right? Um, well, what do you got first about Dodge? You know, I'm glad you asked, Michael. New York, listen up. Peter Rosenberg for Security Dodge, Suffolk County's number one volume Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram dealer. Right now, you can come get some 0%. That's right, 0% for up to 60 months on all new 23 Jeep Compasses, plus up to 25% off MSRP on all new 23 Jeep Gladiators. All during the Start Something New sales event. You got to get in there and see Michelle Scalise here. Shop 24-7 at securitydodge.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Can I just mention I won the Daily News pick segment? You should. You should bring it up. I mean, that's, the a, other that's auto a big thing with all the, the 30, 40 people that read it. Yeah. I had a hunt. Wow. He, so you're allowed to go after newspapers. Well, but not well, me. It's, it's not the Post. Remember, oh, Michael's well, Post. I worked for the news, too. That was oh, the last news. But I go after all newspapers, but I was in this one, and um, I had 181 wins for the victory. It's, Dave just, had it's just that the guy that really likes you has always been really nasty to me. That works for the news. Well, I'm going to tell you why I like Bob. All right? Yeah, because he likes you. Well, no, that is mean. I'm going to tell you why. He complimented the show, right? When I read it on Saturday, it's in the Sunday paper. But I, oh, it's he did? part I of my Saturday that. ritual. I get up in the morning. Go ahead, take us through it. I turn on um, Sirius XM 80s on eight. Listen to See, the, I the go countdown. 70s on seven. But, but that, at noon, then I flip over. Okay, but but at nine, I got Gordon on. Okay, Gordon Damer. Gordon must be thrilled with Miami. 
I'm sure. He, well, he, well, here's the thing. He <laughs> he's probably a, he's predicted a, it, right? Because he's, he's, a, a, he's a Debbie Downer yeah. there. Um, and I and I and I pop on the internet and I and I read Bob Ray. So what did he say? Well, he complimented us that we were the only people, and it's true, to cover the Rogers McAfee thing. A lot of people stayed away. We were we went we dove head first into the deep end, and he complimented us. Well, what whenever he, he mentions the Michael K show, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. He'll say, even if it's complimenting Michael or disrespecting Michael. Usually he'll say, disrespecting. He'll say, the Michael K. show with Don LaGreca and Peter Rosenberg. Always does that, and I respect that. I don't always agree sure. with Bob. And he could be a hack a doodle doo like all the other yo-yos. No, that's nice. But, but, but he, admit, he acknowledges I, our existence. But, and, I, and I like that. I like that. I appreciate that. And he gave us a compliment. I thought it was fair. How did he, how did he say the compliment? Just to, he just, uh, like, amen, like applause that we were the only ones to, to tackle that subject. On ESPN. So I, and we Don, were. Don knows this story. You don't know it. Really? So you'll get shot. Well, because you kept us out of the Andrew Gunling dinner. We keep stuff from you now. And I'm, I'm legitimately angry. Yeah, because we dug deeper into it today. It's, it's hurtful. But let's not let's not clog up a Monday oh, about come it. Come on. It's a Monday. So um, you almost lost me on Saturday. Jody and I went to the Fordham game with all of my all of my buddies that I know from my Fordham days we all went with our wives oh, that's nice it was like 12 people it was nice okay and then after the game which Fordham lost to LaSalle we went and got some delicious Italian food we went you? to Enzo's in Little Italy delicious mm. we were there from 3 until 6.30 that's it a was significant a, meal it was a delightful dinner great conversation where'd you sit what do you mean, where'd I sit? That's an odd question. <laughs> My back to the window. Okay. At the, by the outside the kitchen. Good. All right. So, it's starting to snow at 6.30. Sure. Yeah. And we get in the car. We're driving home. Yeah, big wet snowflakes. We're on the, um, we're on the sprain. I knew it was the sprain. I knew you were going to say the sprain. Heading north. All right. And I'm in the right lane. And... We're about right, I don't know if you know the sprain, right about a half a mile from Jackson Avenue. That's how far we are. Okay. And I said to Jody, this is really, really bad. Because you, you just felt it was bad yeah. driving. Yeah. It was, because the beginning of snow is always the worst. Yeah. As I said that, no less than a second and a half, a car in the middle lane, hydroplanes, right into us. Oh, no. My car does a 360. Whoa. And because the car hydroplane, the the car behind him is now smashing into the passenger side. So he's seeing Jody. This smashes into... The car is absolutely totaled. And we're sitting there and we're facing south on the northbound side of the spring. And it is snowing like a, a beast. And do you guys have to get out of the... Like, are people going to be able to see you? Well, that was my that was my big concern because we're facing the wrong way and everybody is skidding at this point. Right, we're dead meat because we're fa- and so. Oh my the, god! I got is, out oh, of, this is a harrowing. I'm terrified. I said to I said to Joe, I'm getting out of the car. I'm going to get the information. I said, you move into the driver's side at least, so you're not the first thing that they would hit. So she did that, and the the guys that were part, the guy in the middle said, "It's my fault. I'm really sorry." And the other two guys, they were great about it, exchanged the information. Then a flatbed truck shows up like a half hour later. So I go to him. I said, is it all right if, if me and my wife sit in here? Because our car was like smoking at this point. I didn't know what was going to happen. So we sat there, and then it took the troopers, because it there were accidents all over the, the highway. It took them two hours to get there. They can't put the car in the flatbed truck until the trooper files a report. 
We ended up getting home at 11.30 at night. Cars is likely just unsalvageable. And all I kept thinking about, have you ever been in an accident? Hope, hopefully not. not. No, God, knock on wood. So as Nothing it's happening, like everything is in slow motion. But the thing I kept calculating in my head, <sighs> please don't flip. Please yeah. don't flip over because it's, it's a convertible. You flip over, that might be it. You were in your old convertible? No, my new one. Oh, your new one's a convertible. But those, but it is low to the ground, right? Yeah. So you would think the flip should be unlikely in theory in that spot, right? Well, it, what happened was once we got spun around, the front of the car got caught on the guardrail and ripped the whole front of the car off. The lights, the, the bumper, everything. And sma- every side of the car was smashed. We got hit four ways. Wow. And then where did you guys wait for the next few hours? I mean, the next we couple hours. We waited in the, the, the guy with the flatbed truck let us wait in his cab, in his flatbed cab, and we waited for the trooper to come. Oh, because he was, and how did he know? Where did you guys call him? No. Well, we, we called up um, Mercedes Benz, but they can't get on that highway. Because there's only one place that can get on that highway, this, this, this towing company that has the contract. They paid the New right, York State yeah. that money. So he's going up, he sees it and he pulls over. To, thank God for him. Because he blocked the, he blocks one lane where they couldn't skid into the car. So now everyone can drive around him. People had to drive around. And I'm sure very slowly. And I'm sure you guys caused major backup. No, it's funny because people, he, he was saying, look at these idiots. He said, how fast they're driving. People were like skidding around and driving fast. But what it got, uh, I'm not trying to be dramatic here. It did sound scary. It's kind of worth the drama. And you go, it could all end in a second. It's not even your fault. How, did you slow down a lot because of the snow? Yeah, I, I'm a pretty decent knock on wood driver in snow. But did you so s- I really slowed it down. I wasn't doing 50. I was doing like 40, 35. Right. And it, and I said to Joe, it's not good. And the guy that was in the middle, I don't know what he was doing, but he started to hydro. There's no way I could get out of it. I spun into it, which turned us 360, you know, did you, no 180, because we were facing the other way. Did you know to turn, did you intentionally turn into it, or are you just kind of rolling with it and doing whatever it's you just can? Just instinct. Because I figured if we kept going straight, <sighs> yeah. it could have knocked him over, too. I got to tell you, I didn't like that story one bit. No, no, I'm, I'm like really sorry you went through that. That's really scary. It was brutal. It's Thank God everything's all right. Yeah. The car's not. Well, the car's going to be... Yeah, okay. listen, cars are replaceable. Yeah. People are not. Yeah. You know what, Don? Beautiful thing by him, right? <laughs> it's like he writes Hallmark cards. Yeah, for a he living, really does. <laughs> All right, let's go over to the phones. one 3776 Michael in Manhattan. Michael. Michael. Hello. Uh, Peter makes me laugh. He does oh, me too. That he thinks that a big night out is like Blondie. For two hundred dollars, wait till you start taking your kids out, and uh, every night is like p- picking up dinner for another couple. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on, I'm only going to refute one part. I did not say that going to Blondie's <laughs> is a big is a big night out, but I do well, say whatever, that uh, prices are crazy in general right now. Two hundred dollars, but Michael and Don, I want to tell you that I've been listening to you since the beginning. I went to see you guys. Uh, at a sneaker store at 33rd and... Uh, oh, I remember and, that. Foot wow. Locker, right? The Foot Locker. Right for the garden. That, that you would uh, do like on on the... Uh, there was a balcony there. Yeah, yeah that was a long That's time ago. That was a long time ago, that. Michael. Wow. And I remember that uh, people would call in and talk about their kids and Michael K would say, boy, this guy is such a blowhard. I'm never going to do this in a million years. Call into shows and say... Um, 
you know, my kids are so cute and uh, all this stuff. Uh, but he changed his tune. Yeah. But you know, one thing though, Michael, and, and I, I agree with you essentially. I, I, at the beginning, I tried not to talk that much about my kids because although my kids mean everything to me, they don't mean anything to anybody listening. And everybody, it's not that difficult to have a kid. You see some of the people that have kids. So I never wanted to make it like that monumentous, but it's hard, Don, because it's important to you. Well, the tough thing for us is that, you know, we are encouraged to talk about our lives and our families, and it, it humanizes us. And I think that people that listen to this show kind of want to know more than just the X's and O's. They want to know stuff. And uh, kids are such a major part of our lives, it's hard to talk about us and not include our kids. Yeah, not to mention some days sports is but, boring. But the caller goes back so far. There was a time where. I think this is for the air, and oh, oh God, no. you know he's not great at this. No, he's I'm not very good, it. but I think it's worth it. Okay. That, on Valentine's Day, you would want to like take to the streets. Yeah, you told that story. Walk of on hate. The, air. the walk of hate. Yeah. Hate if I, on Valentine's Day, if I didn't have a girlfriend at that time, <laughs> right. I would march up and down Columbus Avenue, just hateful. I love, I love that. Yeah. So was, marriage was not in. Was an option. It wasn't an option. No. Kid, this things is, change. But things. But but again, this was the, that that remote he's talking about was twenty years ago. It was a day. They would have us do remotes in anyway, dumpsters. I, I, I know, Anybody I've, that I've would have it. Like By the way, it, it, it there was a dumpster behind a diner, and they said, "You know what? We can fit the equipment in there." Don and I would be sitting there doing it. You're aware. I, you were just last year. We did one at a food court. So let's all settle down for a second. Uh, can I just respond to one thing on the on the stupid internet app? Um, two people came after me at the same time a while ago. <laughs> Kevin and someone else who has a ridiculous... And Chris, with a horrible name on, on, on Twitter. You feel bad for Jets fans going into next season. Fam, your team is trash. Uh, and then another person says, you keep saying you feel bad for Jets fans, and you blah, 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 blah. How about your team stinks and we beat you? I feel for you as a commies fan. Guys, I'm going to say this slowly. First of all, I'm not trying to be a jerk when I say I feel bad for Jets fans. There's a couple things you have to understand. Number one, I have three Super Bowl championships in my lifetime. We are different right. organizations. Number two, you know the owner you guys are worried about that you're saddled with forever? Ours was forced out of the league last year. I actually got a reset. And then how about this? I don't know if you're aware. They're firing the entire staff and have the number two overall pick. These are different situations. Am I not allowed to say I feel bad for you guys? You have to run it back with the exact same everything and hope that the old crazy man who is running your organization while spewing on God knows what every week for an hour, you're beholden to this man. So you're talking about the quarterback, not Woody. Yeah, no, no, oh, okay. right, but the quarterback. Okay. You're now, you are now, well, but you're also stuck with the owner. So if you don't like the owner, he's your guy. Right. Not going anywhere. And if you don't like the quarterback, you're stuck with him too. So I'm being sincere. I'm not trying to talk trash. I reckon my no, team was you horrible, were trying to, you but were, we're resetting. You were being nice on a New York show yeah, talking when, about the Jet fan. When somebody says fam, you got to take it, man. He, he was being real. Did he, did he say that? Yeah, he said fam. Yeah, he did. Listen, fam, fam, your team is trash. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, they are. Football Mondays on 9870 ESPN are brought to you by Slomans. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME to learn how you can have the Slomans Shield professionally installed free. Slomans, the difference is human. We're going to give away another Superbox Bonanza when we come back. Hey, when Love I'm getting box. ready for a game, I have to be prepared. I have my lineup cards, the latest team stats, and of course, my mug of Bigelow tea. For me, it's Bigelow Earl Grey with a smooth taste that keeps my voice in peak condition. Even when the game goes into extra innings, I refuse to settle, neither should you. No matter how hectic your day gets, grab your favorite Bigelow tea, take a moment just for you. So grab a mug of your favorite Bigelow tea, join the millions of fans that make Bigelow number one in New York. Bigelow tea, the official hot tea of the New York Yankees.
Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. The Point God. You have made no good points, Peter. You're so right, Michael. I think you made some salient points. Yeah, because you're an ass. Aaron Rodgers spoke with the media today. One of the things he said that they should do is flush the BS. Eliminate everything that's not directly involved in winning. That's what Rodgers said. Are you still going to do McAfee next year? That's not directly involved in winning. That's part of the BS. Jet people have to answer questions about the stuff that you say. And we got the answer from Robert Sala. Not a distraction at all. That was a lie. Love the guy. I mean, if if Aaron Rodgers outside the complex was like sacrificing pigs, they'd say it wasn't a... Yeah. I just, I just, at, don't at, help us win. At what point, at what point does the decision to not give up any information cross into this sort of like mindless, constant self defense of your organization? Like parody. Where it's like, it's not even really like positive or leadership anymore. It's excusing everything. At what point does it become that? Like, what is this team? It's it's just like a playground for Aaron Rodgers, and hopefully well, it works for now. But but not to defend it. But you've made your bed. You got to lie in it. He gives you the best chance to win next year. And if he stays healthy and balls out, this team's got a chance to make a serious run. And he'll be right. None of the, none of it will matter if he plays well and the team plays well. Will was will McAfee be a distraction? Will something he says or does be a distraction? So what are they going to do? Can, does anybody in that, including Woody Johnson, have the power to tell him no? Have the power to say, no. you cannot go on Matt. No. So if that's the case, then if you admit you don't like him on there, and then he's on there on Tuesday, well, then, then it shows you have no power. Neutered, right. So the best thing to do is to say, we don't think it's a big deal. We don't care. Um, Peter, I don't know on the end. Are you, are you touching uh, the Draymond situation? I touch everything. Do you mind if I... No, no, you can touch on Draymond. So Draymond Green uh, revealed today that when he was talking to Adam Silver, that he said, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm so done with all this, I'm going to retire. And Adam Silver talked him out of it. And I want to know why. Yeah, what... what why, why would you talk him out of it? Do you have a dog in a fight? Like, well, I mean, first of all, the guy can't control himself and continues to do stuff like this. He wants to retire. Goodbye. Retire. Is he a needle mover for te- television? Draymond Green? That's interesting. Is is he a needle mover? Slightly, he's part because of the allure of, of the of the Warriors. But 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 he, if he's a needle mover, because it's like watching a car crash. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm I'm shocked that Adam. Why would Adam Silver have a dog in a fight about? Oh, oh, please don't retire. You shouldn't retire. And then he didn't. So he was activated after 12, missing 12 games. Let's see if he does it again. Then Adam Silver's going to really say, maybe I should have let him retire. Maybe maybe it's just as simple as they have a good relationship. And he's like, no, nah, you shouldn't retire. There's no need. You know what I mean? Maybe it's not as deeply yeah. professional I mean, yeah. a decision as it was just a conversation. You're, you're making everything seem to be that it's like, oh, what benefits the NBA? Maybe just, hey, listen, I enjoy watching you play. Don't, don't. Yeah, you don't, don't need retire. to leave the league. We're, you know, we're not saying you need to leave. Maybe in the their conversations about what happened. He's saying, we're not saying you need to be out of the league. We're just saying you need to get it together. Don't retire. Stop acting like a looney tune. Uh, it's the ESPN New York Superbox Bonanza 5. Oh, sure. This year, each qualifier will take home a $25 Fanatics gift card and have a chance at one of 10 Superboxes with prizes, including a big screen TV, PlayStation 5, MetaQuest, and much more. Be caller number... At Clint Frazier, 77. Oh, no. Right that's now. That's not necessary. At 888-987-ESPN. 
to select a Jackson Frazier now to select a box for the big game with a chance to win $500 in the first and third quarters $1,000 at halftime sure and a final score payout of $2,000 all brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey Superbox Bonanza let's go to Ian Queens E what's going on guys how you doing all right, after this call, who's ever on the boards, can we just play Peter's favorite song? And let's congratulate the New York Knicks for a fantastic weekend. Fantastic. I mean, guys, if, if they rattle off, which they should, and they're capable of winning the next eight in a row, we can go in. I believe it's the Mavs, maybe. I forgot who they're playing with um, eight games from now, but that would be huge, a 12-game winning streak. Um, yeah, that would just be incredible. Well, who are they playing tomorrow, then, Por- uh, Portland. Portland, okay. Trailblazers. Yeah, they have some my pretty Blazers. easy games. Yeah, yeah. That's a um, and then win. the last thing I wanted to say was um, I've been watching, I just finished The Sopranos. Great show. Um, Tony Soprano, bit of a nozzle, but, you know, <laughs> likable sociopath. Am I, I can I, is that wrong? And then no. I just started Breaking See, Bad that, for the first time. But he, well, good for well, you. that's the genius of that show. He he's a, a homicidal maniac. Yeah. And somehow he was portrayed as somebody that you could, like, want to hang out with. And 25 year anniversary of the start of the Sopranos. Isn't Amazing. that incredible? 1999. It's going fast. Which means that it, which means that in 1999, what, what's a show that would have started in 1974? Gunsmoke. <laughs> no, I think no, Gunsmoke. it started in 60. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but the Sopranos still not on. Maud. It would have been like talking about the beginning of Maud. It's a long time ago. <laughs> Maud was great. Or Good Times. You know. All great. All Norman Lear. Yeah. Not Sopranos. Norman Lear did not do the Sopranos. No. Got it. But Just if he did, clear. he would have made it better. Oh, it would have been great. Made it better than David Chase, is what you're saying. Oh, I'm just, it's a compliment to Norman. But a knock on Chase. No, it's not. Why does, it, why, why does one have to be associated but, with No, no, but you can, you can say Norman Lear is greater than David Chase. You yeah, can say I that. I think yes. you can say it. Sure. It's, not, it's okay to say that. Now, David Chase did come out and say no more Sopranos-related content from him. Okay. No, you know what? Why? Well, where are you going to go? You can't go after Tony's dead. You did before. It wasn't that great. Where are you going? I didn't think it was bad. First of all, I thought it was pretty good. You could have gone with the big pussy variety hour. With <laughs> That would have been fun. See, I'd watch that. <laughs> so, but, but if I wasn't a Sopranos fan. <laughs> couldn't they have picked up? Couldn't you pick up? Couldn't you pick up from where the prequel ended? If you wanted to, yeah, I don't think the prequel that good. Okay, but you could do another. I just don't see what's the reason of putting a cap on something. Like I see people get upset. Oh, they're going to do an office reboot. Isn't that terrible? No, but, no. What if it's good? So what would you like, Bobby Bacala, <laughs> or the, the Bobby pussy. the Bobby Bacala train show, or the Big Pussy <laughs> Comedy Hour, or Variety Show? Well, why would it be Big Pussy as a comedy or variety show? Because he was such a, a flawed character, for him to come out like have Charo as a guest and stuff like that, that would be unbelievable. Yeah, well, it would be unbelievable. It wouldn't make any sense. Why would this <laughs> random yo-yo from New Jersey just have this but huge talk show? But 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 when the when the movie ended, it was still like the early seventies. That's what I'm saying. There's yeah, plenty the of whole room. idea that. But I guess because it wouldn't have James Gandolfini in it, 
It'd be hard. <laughs> but as know. his son gets older, there could be opportunities there. Yeah, but I didn't. I mean, all due respect, I don't mean. I don't like where you're going. His his son didn't seem like he came off as Olivia. He was okay. It was brand new. But like, but give, a, a give the kid time. I but know, like, but he, I, just, I got a huge part in a major motion picture. I get it, and I thought he did pretty well with it. But my point is. First of all, Chase is like anybody else, right? It's like the New York Jets. That people just say things in interviews. He'll change his mind if the bag is big enough and he's bored. How old is Chase? Seventy. He's older than that, I think. I'll take a look. Oh well, you know what? It may be over. I just think, what's the point of ever capping these amazing things? Why do you have to decide it's over? I don't. Can I live? Can I dream? Can I enjoy? I'm already getting to the end. Seventy-eight. Yeah. So that's that's why he's saying no. It's just he probably doesn't. Well, Norman Lear was doing stuff in ninety-eight. Again, Chase isn't Lear. All right, why don't you tell us about BetterHelp, and then we'll have Ian in. You know what, Michael? This is a BetterHelp commercial message. It's the time of the year for resolutions, but consider what are some of those things you want to keep the same about yourself or your life in 2024? What are you already winning with? Think opposite of new year, new you. Expand the good in you. Build on your strengths and talents. Sure, create some more positive goals. We can all be more organized. We can all improve on how we use time or visit family more. I know I certainly want to do more of that in 2024. But better help encourages you to make a point to adapt positive coping skills create healthy boundaries better help wants to empower you to be the best version of yourself if you're thinking of starting therapy give better help a try better help is entirely online convenient flexible and suited to your schedule complete a brief online questionnaire get matched to a licensed therapist you can always change therapists at no cost celebrate the celebrate the progress you've already made visit betterhelp.com slash peter today to get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp.com slash Peter today. Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoons starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.